You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to his word in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we humble ourselves before you at this hour. The midst of the voices that are flying up and down the social media, from neighbors, from friends and foes, we are confident that the only voice that makes a difference is the voice that comes from your throne. Therefore, Lord God, speak to us in the very language that we understand. That we as your people will comfort stronger than we came. To the glory and honor of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise the Lord and you may be seated. Today I will continue with a message I introduced last Wednesday titled, Keep the Unity of the Spirit. Keep the Unity of the Spirit. Unity is so important, and that was why I told us Jesus prayed a prayer when he was about to leave the earth. Prayed for the disciples, he prayed for the church. And he said, Father, make them one. Even as you and I have been one. And in the book of Amos, he said, can two walk together except they agree? A kingdom divided in itself, among itself, will not stand. Told us that the secret of the building of the Tower of Babel, it was unity that was pushing them. God saw their heart, God saw their unity. They were united in language, they were united in vision, they were united in purpose, they were united in their mission. And they said, We are going to build a tower that will rise and touch the heavens. God looked at them and said, the kind of unity I'm seeing among these people, if I allow them, they will definitely achieve their aim and purpose. And then he scattered them with language. One man was speaking Ethic. Another was speaking Yoruba. Another was speaking Hausa. The other Igbo. None could understand understand themselves anymore. The strength of unity. So Apostle Paul's writing to the Ephesians emphasized the need for the believers, for the church to be united in spirit. Ephesians chapter 4, reading from verse number 1 to 7. Ephesians 4. Let's go to NIV. God bless you. Thank you. 
As a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Verse 2. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Verse 6. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And verse 7. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Keep the unity of the Spirit. What does that mean? To keep the unity of the Spirit is exhibiting or living a life that is worthy of the calling that you have received. It is manifesting the life that the Spirit of God intends to give to us when we receive Him. Wednesday, I told you that there are two incoming or processes of the Spirit of God coming to us. The first is when we confess our sin and accept Jesus Christ into our lives as our personal Lord and Savior. He comes in. He comes in with a gift of forgiveness. He comes in to teach us. He comes in to direct us. Comes in to instruct us. Comes in to show us the mind of the Father and purpose for which Jesus came. The other is when we are baptized by the Holy Spirit. He empowers us. He distributes gifts to people. Energizes us. Gives us the strength to live the instruction or live out the instructions he has given to us when we believe. So in keeping to this unity, simply means that we are living out the life that is worthy of the calling that we have received. Unity of the Spirit reflects in bearing one another's or one another in selfless love. People are united by tongue. People are united by language. I told us most time you see two evil men quarreling. And I've so many times heard these words, especially in Alaba, when I go to Alaba. And now the reason why I'm keeping quiet on you, the reason why I've not lost it on you, is because I know that in the end, you and I will travel the same road to the east. So they are united by that understanding that we come from the east and every December, all of us together will drive down there. 
Others are united by culture. Told us I had some experience while in Abuja. And now some man can give you whatever you ask of as long as you're able to speak his language. Everyone has gone into that office and out without achieving anything. You go in there, you speak their language. He identifies with you. So he unites with you because of language. You pick up your phone and you make a call. Maybe wrongly, you dial the wrong number. You don't know who you were calling. And the person picks the phone and says, it's a good day. What will come to your mind? It's an overcomer. No one else can say that. So, and your first reaction is will be to give back and overcome as a smile. So, you are united. By that word, that comment, it's a good day. Verse number two of same Ephesians chapter number four. Verse number two, NIV. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. That's what they are bearing with one another in love. Simply saying, bearing with one another in selfless love. You are approaching him or her not because of the interest you have. You are advising him or her not because of your personal interest. You are criticizing him or her not because of your personal interest. For your criticism, your words of advice are based on love that is selfless. It is about the person's interest. It's about the person's growth. It's about the person's well-being. One man, I know they call him uh, Obe Enyem, one who gives with cry. One day I asked, I said, why? What is the meaning of this name? So Obe Enyem means, don't give me anymore if you'll be giving to me and be crying. But I don't give to me. The love must be selfless. You must show understanding with love that is selfless. That is the unity of the Spirit. That is the attribute of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said that we are called into one hope through also this one Spirit. Verse number four. Verse number 4 of Ephesians chapter 4. Verse number 4. 
There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. We are called into one hope. Remember I told you about two evil men who are, who are quarreling, and the other one said, the reason I'm not losing it for you is because we take the same road towards the same destination. There is one hope that the Spirit has given unto us when we believe. The hope of making heaven at the end of our life here on earth. So there are so much that binds us together in the Spirit. We are bounded together in spirit to show love. We are bonded together in spirit through one hope that we have received. We are bonded together in spirit by one faith that we all share in Jesus Christ. So let this mind be in you and in me. That we are all bonded together in one hope of making heaven. And the Bible said that we should keep these things. Let it be what binds us together. Let the unity of the Spirit continue. Let's keep it burning. Let's not destroy it. But our lives must reflect humility. That is part of the attitudes that we must carry. Must reflect humility. We must reflect gentleness. We must reflect patience as one body because that is the only thing that can carry us and make us enter into this hope together. Why are people arrogant? Why do we see arrogant in people? The Bible says we should be humble. The reason for arrogance is because you think you are better than the other person. The reason for the arrogance is because you think you have it more than the other person. Sometimes those who think they have more than the other person don't even have at all at all. They don't have. For a very long time, I was using a very cheap phone. Meanwhile, those I, were, I was buying phone for we are using a bigger phone than the one that I use. So if you see them with their phone, you will think they are the one that is buying my own. Meanwhile, I'm the one that is buying their own. So the person you think does not, does not have might be the person who has. You think you are good? You think you are good because you've not had the other person. That is why we're not humble. That's why we are arrogant. Because we think we can do it better. We are not patient with people because we think we are the most perfect person. There is no perfect person under the sun. Jesus said himself when he was here on earth, for no one is good beside the Father, not even myself. So be patient with them. You have spoken with him or her about left coming to church. Be patient. 
Keep praying for him. Keep praying for her. The pastor is not doing well. The GO is not doing well. Be patient. This is the thing that we must exhibit in order to be bonded and to keep the unity of the spirit. Be patient. Be patient with me. I too will be patient with you. Be humble before me. I too should be humble before you. The reason for all this gara 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 is just to prove to someone that we are more superior. I told us on Wednesday that those people, when you see a man say, I've arrived, know that that man is about the poorest person in your environment. No man has arrived. If any man has arrived, people like Dangote will go to the Caribbean and won't walk again, won't go to the office. No man has arrived. What keeps us alive is the drive to be where we have not been before. And anytime you lose it, there is no drive in you anymore to be where you have not been, then you have lost it. You will live a life of struggle and pain. And so in keeping the unity of the spirit, we must reflect humility in our way of life. We must reflect gentleness in our way of life. And we must reflect patience in our way of life. I may not be doing it right now, but be patient with me. God is taking me somewhere. You may not be doing it right now. I need to be patient with you. Because he who has called you knows the processes you must pass until you have attained the level and height. He has scheduled for you. Praise the Lord. So we must expect these things so that together we can enter into the hope he has promised us. Ephesians 2 chapter... Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 to 18. NIV, Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 14 to 18. For himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with his commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. Verse 16. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. 17. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. 18. But through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Go back to verse number 14. We'll still come back to this 18. For himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier. What is the Bible talking about? Before now, it was the law 
and the commandments. And so there was strife. If you have the ability to keep the commandments and the law, then you wear, you carry your shoulder high. Every other person is inferior. And so those who were of free born, the nation of Israel, did not regard the Gentiles as anything. The Bible said that we are lost, condemned before the coming of Christ. But here comes Jesus Christ. He said for himself is our peace. He's the reason for the peace we enjoy in the Holy Ghost. He made the true groups, which is those that of the law, that is those of the circumcision and those who are of the uncircumcision. Those of circumcision were the tribe of Israel because they are of the calling. But we are the uncircumcised, the Gentiles. And so by his death and this one spirit, according to verse number 18, he came and made the true groups to become one. Therefore, destroying the barriers of laws and commandments that separated us. In Corinthians, he wrote to them and said, look, if you are circumcised, it is fine, remain who you are. If you are uncircumcised, it is fine, remain who you are. But one thing is important, living the life of the Holy Spirit. It is the life that unites us as a people. It is the life that unites us as a church. The law separated us. For it's Christ and through Christ, the Holy Spirit has united us. Through Christ, the Holy Spirit came and united us. And he said, keep the unity of this spirit. Faith in things other than Christ, through whom we are baptized into one spirit, destroys peace. You have faith in other things. Except this Christ. In whom we have been baptized into this one spirit. You are destroying the peace of your life. But sometimes we pray for certain things we shouldn't actually be praying for. If you have all the wealth on earth and you have no peace, are you rich? You have all the mansions and you have no peace. Are you rich? They said mansions does not guarantee sleep. The best foam, the most expensive foam in the world does not guarantee sleep. Doesn't. So anytime your faith shifts from Christ, by whom we have been baptized into one piece, then you will lose it. The reason for alcoholism is because people are looking for peace of mind. The reason for drugs is because people are looking for peace of mind. 
The reason for harlotry is because people are looking for the peace of mind. The reason for cheating and greed and covetousness is because people are looking for peace of mind. But the more you pursue these things without faith in Christ, the more peace eludes you. No Christ, no peace. Life without Christ is a life of crisis. So keep this unity, keep this bond by the life that you live. Those who are sanctified and are being sanctified are one. That you have arrived there does not mean I will not get there. You've passed through your own process and I'm still passing through my own process. What is important is that in the end, we are all going to meet there. So that you are there. You took a flight, early morning flight to Abuja, 6 a.m. flight to Abuja. You land, you are in Abuja by 7 a.m. Does not mean that I will not get there. I'm on the road. I will get there. The difference is the time shadow. So whether you are up or you are down, we have one thing that is binding us together. Whether you are rich or you are poor, we have one thing that is binding us together. Whether you are black or white, we have one thing that binds us together, and that is the Spirit of God. That is what, what binds us together. The Bible says, keep that unity together. Keep it, keep that unity. Verse number 7 of um, Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 7, Ephesians 4, and verse number 7. Verse number 7, and then 11 to 12. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Go to 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. 12. To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. You may not like the name of my denomination, but God has called me into that gift. You may not like the way I appear. You may not like the way I do my own things, but God has given me that. The Bible says he has given in different proportion to everyone. And so you may not like my face, but what the Bible is asking is keep the unity of the spirit. Live the life. You may not like the way I speak. It doesn't matter. What matters is you keeping the unity of the spirit Living the life that is worthy of our calling. Let that bind us together. Whether you are a presbyter, whether you are a Pentecostal, whether you are a, you are, you are a, a Protestant, whatever you are, wherever you are coming from, what is important is that when we come together, we are speaking one language. Holiness, righteousness, commitment to the things of the kingdom. Commitment to the things of the kingdom. 
Say, for thus by this shall all men know that you are my what? Disciples. Told us that the disciples were called Christian first in Antioch, not because they told the people they were Christians. These days, you see people who come and say, I am born again. Before you ask them, please, how are you say, I am born again? Brother, how are you? Yes, please address me well. I am elder in the church. Add elder. Say, by their fruit, you will know them. Not by what they tell you they are. And so, wherever I come from, whichever denomination it is I'm coming from, whatever background I'm coming from, it doesn't really matter. You may not like where I come from. You may not like my tribe. You may not like my status. You may not like the way I speak or dress. But, let the life of Christ reflects all over you. But when the life of Christ begins to reflect in me and I come out, it reflects on you and you come out. When we come together, what would they say? They will say, these are believers. That is what the Bible is talking about. Keep that unity. Keep that thing that unites us. Keep that holiness that unites us. Keep that faithfulness that unites us. Keep that commitment that unites us. Live that life of gentleness. Live that life of patience. Live that life of humility. Live that life of selfless love towards one another. For by this shall all men know that we are born of the Spirit. Not by, not by word. Years ago, they called them those who changed, who turned the world upside down. Those of us who come from the east, is that you hear them call them Ndi Ijikerewo? Because then the popular song then, Ijikerewo, Onyenzafota, Ijikerewo, Ijikerewo, Onyenzafota. It was the song then, and was so melodious without instruments. So they will call you, say, Ndi Ijikerewo. We are bonded with that. So once you come out, they know who you are. By your lifestyle. I told us on Wednesday about a friend of mine. We have this circle of friends. And when I gave my life to Christ, the other one, Mr. Peter, he said, let's leave him. So the other one, his name is Benjamin. Then when money starts coming into his hand, it is then we will know whether he will still be saying this, uh, Jesus saves. And one day when we gathered, we are talking, he said to him, he said, now nah, Ben, it's like this is real, oh. My best have not changed. Keep the unity of the spirit, let nothing change you from it. That gospel you first received and then you gave your life to him and he came into you, keep that life. Let nothing change it. By so doing, that we know. So these days you can't tell. Even in the same church, 
You can't tell who is an overcomer and who is not an overcomer. One overcomer is fighting on the streets. Another overcomer is a peacemaker. And we get the people confused. Somebody snandi mechanic ekurozan kamalande bondiala. Don't know who is who among you is an overcomer. This one I saw him fight on the street. This one I saw him a peacemaker. Who among you is the overcomer? It's because we have broken that bond of the spirit. The unity of the spirit has been broken. If the unity of the spirit is not broken, we must all be peacemakers. Someone is out there because he feels offended by someone in the church. And out there, he is talking something against the church where you worship. And instead of stopping him, you encourage him. The way you laugh. <laughs> My brother, it is what we are seeing, you know, and you are still there. Just to watch this episode then, the new masquerade. And then one day, the man of the house, Chief Zebudaya, called the wife, chimpanzee. Say, you look like chimpanzee. And the wife said, and you are the husband of chimpanzee. Therefore, it's only chimpanzee that can marry chimpanzee. Human beings don't marry chimpanzee. So when you keep quiet in such situation, it means you are a tribe. You belong to a group that lives the life of what the man or that woman is saying. There are agents who are there to destroy the church of Christ. There are men who have become instruments in the hands of the devil to destroy the church. But I'm confident of one thing. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. He said, when you are fighting the church of Jesus Christ, you are bringing trouble upon yourself. He said, behold, I am a stumbling block. You kick me, you are hurt. I fall on you, you are grinded into dust. That's who the church is. I said the church must march on, must move on. Doesn't matter how much, how many remnants we have. God knows how to move the church forward. Look at what you are seeing all over the world today. The challenges we have in the world. Never mind. The one who is building his church one day will rise. I love this song, one Igbo song. If you are looking at the events in the world today, you will think the devil is winning. No, wait. Our God is a master strategist. 
When God is silent, know that something is about to happen. The fire ignited by God cannot be quenched. It does not matter how much they gather. The Bible says they will gather in vain. It does not matter how high their towers have been built. The Bible says at the mention of the name of Jesus, they will collapse. As for the church of Jesus, the church must move on. For it says, let's all be united in this spirit in whom we have been given birth to. Keeping God's commandments is what counts. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 18. Keeping God's commandments is what counts. Not your church. No. Not the last congregation. No. Not even the demons falling down before you. No. Remember the account of the disciples when they went out to evangelize. They came back and Jesus asked them for a report. The master, it was awesome. Even the demons were bowing down before us. And Jesus Christ shook his head and see you men of little understanding. The purpose of God for your life is not that the demons will fall before you. That is just nothing compared to the main thing that God wants to do with you and in your life. Because the devil is already a fallen being. So why are you celebrating that your eye is open to see that the enemy has fallen? It's no news. It's no news. That is why I hate it when people come to testify. And they are emphasizing the wrong, the thing that has happened in such a way that as if that is the most important thing. The most important thing is what you say. God has done in that situation. Oh, and I cried. And he pushed me to the left. When I wanted to go to the right, he pushed me back again and pushed me forward. Brethren, I don't know how to explain this thing, but the devil was fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. In fact, he fought and fought and fought and fought. I don't know what to do again. Oh, I wish, I wish you people were here to stay to see what the devil did. But anyway, I want to say thank you, Lord. Tell us the wonders of God. Once I was blind, but now I can say, I woke up in the morning and I feel the sweet breeze from him. And in the evening there was star, there was moon. And when I woke up, the first thing I saw was gentle sun in the morning. As noon was approaching, the intensity of the heat was increasing. I looked around me. Beautiful things, rain. God is wonderful. That is what God wants to hear. The enemy is already defeated. And we have victory. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 19. Circumcision is nothing. Uncircumcision is nothing either. For keeping God's commandment is what a... Counts. 
Don't like me. It's not important. It doesn't count. Don't greet me. It's not important. It doesn't count. I have my faults. It's not important. It doesn't count. You don't like my denomination. It's not important. It doesn't count. Don't like the house I live in. You don't like the car I drive. You don't like the way I walk. It is not important. It does not count. Whether my church is in, the, in, the, in a cathedral, it does not count. Whether it's in a primary school hall, it does not count. Whether it's in one room, it does not count. What counts is that identity that the Spirit of God has given to us, which unites everyone, both the old and the new. Keeping. God's commandments. That's what counts. So when next time you are quarreling with words, when next time you are quarreling with yourself about how I look, how I dress, how I talk, first and foremost, consider, am I keeping the commandments of God? That is the unity that Jesus is looking for. That is what God is looking out for. Don't like me, please. But keep the commandments. Finally, Ephesians chapter number 3, verse 10. His intent, God's intent. By giving us the spirit, by binding us together in the spirit, by wanting us to live and keep the unity of the spirit, was that now, through the church, you and I, the manifold wisdom, my goodness, of God. You know, there are some things I've never prayed for in my life. And there are some certain things as a believer you don't have to pray for in your life. I had a testimony of Papa Adeboye. When they bought, someone bought him a brand new car. And they brought the car to him. He looked at the car. He said, Lord, the one you already blessed me with, I've not even driven. And you are blessing me with another one. He didn't ask for it. Never prayed for it. What? They were coming. They were coming. Keep the unity of the spirits. See God's blessing flow into your life without struggle. You know, sometimes we struggle saying we are doing God favor. We are laboring every day. But our hearts are not right. Our hearts are not right. It's either we are doing it to be seen of men, or we are doing it thinking that God is a money doubler. Give me, and I will give you. Yes, when you give, you say good measure will be given unto you. But don't focus on that. Don't serve God because of what you are going to get from God. Serve God because you love him. And then every other, that's what Jesus said, Seek you first the kingdom and his what? Righteousness. Every other thing will follow you. 
every other thing. That verse 19, please. Sorry, verse 10 of uh, Ephesians 3. So his intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. God is looking for people through whom he will show forth his power. But he has not seen any. He has not seen any. We as believers are so stubborn, I don't know why. That's why the Bible said that the children of this world are wiser than the children of the kingdom. You are struggling with your brother and your sister. You won't let us rest because you just bought one Tokumbo car. All of us buy it. Others are going to the shop writing a check of over 200 million for one car. And you and I, and they are not making noise. Nobody is hearing their voices. I went for a service in one church in Falamode. Let me not mention the name of the church. Eh, you know. Then I saw captains of industries. And right then, once the man of God is speaking, the doors are shut. You don't enter. And all of us, we are standing outside, waiting for the door to open. And when we, we are going in, even the ones who are the captains of industry were the ones giving way for the weak ones to pass. And everybody marched in, quietly, sat down, quietly. Nobody knows who is who. Nobody. God wants to use us to achieve something, but we don't know that. There is something, there is one wisdom that God wants to show to the world. Do you know that in the 70s and the early 80s, it was amazing the world. How a organizer was building houses. Then it was popular forums and the parlor. Organizers were building houses. Those of you who are Jibota here, you're not as old as we are. Many of you know the motorcycle they call uh, Benley. Nobody here. Eh? Oh, you know. Oh, so you know. Before the coming of Pigeon 504, it was the in thing. So when you attempt, and whenever you get into 504, you're already a dangote then. But the Benley or whatever it's called was the in thing. Organizers who are believers. Who are working for God. Evangelism, they are there. Church, they are there. Midweek service, they are there. They were buying Bentley and they were building forum and parlor. And it amazed them. That was the wisdom that God wants to show the world. There is something he wants to do in your life and with your life. To amaze the world. To show them 
that the wisdom of man is foolish. Foolish. That is his intent. But we are not united in spirit. And so these powers elude us. It was this strength, this power that was in Paul. The Bible said that Paul was preaching to King Agrippa. He was speaking. Speaking and speaking. Speaking wisdom. Was flowing out of his mouth. Agrippa said, Paul, please stop. You almost make me a Christian. God wants to use us to show the world the things he can do. He wants us to be united as overcomers. The body man goes to Teju Oshaw and is speaking. Five minutes after he has left, Sister Gift will come. Five minutes after she has left, Brother Sisi will come. After he has left, Mbono will come. After he has left, Johnson will come. We will all come. And after we have all come and gone, those who saw us will say, this must be overcomers. To keep the unity of this spirit, that work that the spirit of God has done in you, that demand that the spirit of God has put in you, keep it on. Let us get united by it. Otherwise, who we'll know who is who? God is counting on you and I. The miracle you are looking for is just there. That defense, that fight, that fight you are struggling with, you don't need to fight it. It's of the Lord. You know, these villagers know how to frustrate people. Sometimes I see the devil at work in them. And when I'm seeing the devil at work in them, I see the victory that Jesus has given to me. Until you have something to do, one thing or the other to do in the village, you will not know how the devil uses these ugly men and women to fight. I'm about to bury my mother who is dead. And they came and said that there was something they demanded when my daughter got married and I did not give it to them because I claimed I'm a Christian. And there's no other way they are going to get at me. Therefore, if anybody in this community, this environment, this kinsman that enters, 10,000 naira fine. This is a conspiracy from the pit of hell. And I will defeat all of you. And I asked one of them, I said, what is it that you people are going to even do for me? To come and dig the grave? Is there another thing? No problem. I went and hired people to come and dig the grave. Those who will dig it and those who will cover it. And they had it. The next thing I saw, was the one meeting will take place in this house. The next day, they will shift to another house. All around me, so that I will see that they are gathering. I was, nah, nonsense. Because I know one thing. The Christian community in my town are looking. And the whole community of my town are looking. Whatever mistake I make, 
as one of the leaders, it will reflect, spread all over the community. That was the target of the enemy. I said, no way. After all, they are meeting, 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 meeting. They got divided. Some started coming in. I said, ah, what are you doing here? I said, I have kept their 10,000. In the meeting, I'll go and give it to them. The next thing, the chairman came and said, look, come with 10,000. Please just come and greet them with 1,000 and all these things will go. There will be peace. I said, me, leave this my house. Come there. I will not do it. Say, please, please. I've even spent money to beg them. I said, I'm not going to do it. And he left. The next thing I saw, they all came in mass. Okay, we have agreed. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we agreed, no problem. You know you are our person, now you are our person. But you have to pray for us. I said, pray, no problem. God will bless all of you in Jesus' name. Keep that bond. Keep that fire. It is convenient. Keep it burning. Not convenient, keep it burning. In the end, heaven will applaud you. You did the right thing. And shame will come on the devil. Let's stand on our feet and uh, give him praise. As long as I am breathing, I will. Worship you. Yes. I What happens when all these conspiracies 
were going around me in my town. Gathered my children. Gathered my sisters. Gathered my cousins from overseas. We came out. Out. This time we were praying in my parlor, but this time we came out. And this was our song. Didn't want to think about all the problems. Didn't want to think about the challenges. We didn't want to think of how to solve the problems. We didn't want to think of how to cross. Now, those of you who came, you solved everything beautiful, going on well. There was battles, disagreements. When we came out within the compound, we made a circle. And I was standing in the middle. And I read that book from Psalms. And I told them, this shall be our song. I, we, will not be silent. We will always worship you. As long as we breathe, we are confident that he who calls is faithful. If we remain faithful in him, if we keep serving him, if we are not tired of serving him, if we are not tired of giving him, if we are not tired of coming before him, we are not tired of showing love that he will rise for us. I will not be and hands to him and say here I am I give it all to you Lord all my being all my thoughts everything within and outside of me I give it all to you Lord I give it all to you this is my sacrifice unto you even my worship my praise unto you in keeping to the unity of the spirit that there will be manifestation of your power and your glory in my life here am I yielding every member of my body to you O Lord 
that you will shout forth your wisdom to the world, to the rulers of the earth, because you're a great God, you're a mighty God, you honor covenant, you honor commitment. Lord, all my years, all my days, I will not keep silent. I will show forth your praise. Let my mouth become an instrument in your hands. My hands instrument in your hands. My leg instrument in your hands. My talents instrument in your hands. My gifts instrument in your hands. My positions instrument in your hands. My beauty instrument in your hands. My children instrument in your hands. My home instrument in your hands. My car instrument in your hands. Everything in me, let them work for your glory, Lord. Nothing in me will keep silent. My money will not keep silent. My height will not keep silent. My personality will not keep silent. My status will not keep silent. With my wife will keep no silent. My husband will not keep silent. With my children I will not keep silent. I will always worship you. But the wonders of your love and wisdom will be manifest through me to the world, to the rulers, to the kings, to the nobles. The world will not silence us. I am your worship, O Lord. I am your worship. I am your worship. I am your worship. I am your worship, Lord. I am the incense that burns for you. I am the incense that burns for you. I am your battle axe. Find me worthy. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.